Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's uh, jump on out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, our next guest needs no introduction. However, he, of course, is on the board of directors of the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies, as well as the uh, NBA Board of Governors. He is Greg Miller with us back on The Big Show. Greg, how are you and yours? Everybody doing okay? We're doing well, yeah. Thank you very much. Well, we really appreciate you jumping on the show. We have a ton of stuff to get to with you, but let's start off with what's most important. Tell us a little bit about this Driven to Assist campaign that will begin coming up tomorrow, I believe. Very exciting. Yeah, it starts tomorrow, and this was just um, our family and our company's uh, way of trying to make a contribution. Obviously, there's a lot of need out there right now. A lot of people are going through really difficult times, and and uh, facing challenges that, that they didn't expect to. So what we wanted to do was try to leverage our, our assets uh, within the organization to try to have some fun with this, try to create some incentive for people to get involved. And so what we've done is uh, we put together this Driven to Assist program, as you mentioned, and the idea is that for the all week starting tomorrow and going through next Wednesday, except for Sunday, um, we're going to be re- uh, receiving uh, donations of food, and we'll receive those at all uh, 22 of our dealerships throughout Utah, as well as all of our Megaplex uh, um, theaters. And then, of course, Vivint Smart Home Arena and the lot just north of Smith's Ballpark. And for anybody that comes in and donates uh, the equivalent of uh, eight cans of food, then we'll we'll give them a thank you, and if they if, so for example if they drop off uh, something at the dealerships they'll get a coupon for ten dollars off a lube oil filter service. If they make a drop off at the theaters they'll get a coupon for a large free popcorn. If they drop off at uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena they get a ten dollar online credit to use at the Jazz Team Store. And if they drop off at Smith's Ballpark, they get a couple of vouchers for tickets to an upcoming Bees game. And, of course, at each location, uh, we'll have people who are there to help, and they'll be acting in accordance with all of the Utah, Utah Department of Health uh, social distancing and sanitation practices so we can keep everybody safe and healthy. And the thing that was really interesting to me that, that really um, illustrated how much need there is out there is that the Utah Food Bank gave away over 600,000 more pounds of food just last March than they did in March of 2019. Wow. Wow. So I think that just goes to show um, some of the stress that, that people are dealing with out there. So hopefully we can get people involved and, and make a difference for those who really need it. So, Greg, these are canned food items, right? That's what you're looking for. Is there a particular item that is in uh, dire need right now, or is it just any kind of canned food possible? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, Gordon. Um, as we tried to coordinate with the Utah Food Bank, there are things that they won't uh, accept. 
And that's, that would be any kind of frozen food or, um, you know, like bread or anything that would be perishable. So the things that they do like, uh, peanut butter, mac and cheese, canned tuna, canned chicken, canned beef, chili, um, SpaghettiOs or ravioli in a can, canned fruits, um, that kind of stuff. Greg Miller with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Greg, can you tell us kind of how this uh, idea came about and uh, how the ball got rolling on this? Don Sterling was on the, the station earlier today, and he talked about how you and the family were, were really the ones uh, at the tip of the spear um, kind of getting this ball rolling. Well, you know, it, it's hard to say exactly when it kind of sparked, but it, it did in, in a couple of calls last week that Don was part of, uh, all the members of the family were on there, and and we just, like so many people, I think, have been frustrated at, at the lack of um, information, the lack of certainty that this pandemic is throwing at all of us, and so after, after talking it over, we decided we wanted to just try to take action on the, you know using resources that we could control and try to meet relevant needs within the the community and of course right now food is a, a big deal and um, we're we're kind of working on some ideas to try to put together another installment of this down the road where we could maybe get involved with the blood drive uh, we're not like quite ready to to roll that one out yet but we hope to be able to within the, in the next few weeks. And then, of course, there's always money, and I, I should probably mention that, that if anyone wants to donate the equivalent of, of uh, whatever the eight cans of food is worth, then they would, we'd be happy to give them the, the, you know, the gift for whatever, whether it's popcorn or whatever, for the money instead of the food. So, you know, we're just trying to do what we can with the resources we have available to us to, to enrich the lives of people in this community that we love so much. and. It's been so good to our family over the years. Greg, one of the nice things about this is, as you mentioned, some of the locations where people can drop off these canned food items, nearly 40 locations. I mean, that that makes it very convenient for people to be able to help out. Yeah, we're pretty much border to border, north to south. It's uh, we, we hope that that convenience pays dividends with this effort. Greg Miller with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Greg, I'd, uh, I just got to ask you about the Michael Jordan documentary that ESPN is making out there. Of course, uh, the Jazz will be a bigger part of it toward the end. And I'm just curious, as somebody who grew up in that story, you know, uh, Austin, our producer, he says he, he can't watch it because it's still too painful. And I think a lot of other Jazz fans out there kind of feel the same way, yet some of us can't peel away because it's, it's so interesting. Have you watched any of that? And curious to your reaction. Yeah, I've watched all four episodes so far, and with my my relationship with Michael is kind of a love-hate. Um, obviously, it still hurts me, like I think it hurts every Utah Jazz fan that, that we lost to the Bulls twice in 97 and 98. If not for Michael, I think we'd have two beautiful trophies in our trophy case right now. Um, so that part is the hate part, but the love part is that that Michael Jordan is, in as a fan, I think he's probably the person who personifies excellence and that warrior instinct that, that so many champions uh, have in their DNA. Uh, you know, work ethic, leadership, 
um, natural athletic ability, etc. And for me, it, it's hard not to love Michael because he found his calling in life, and he he was he. I feel like he got everything he out he could out of his God-given talents, and he inspired so many others along the way uh, to become greater than they would otherwise. And it's it's just he's been an inspiration to me. And then, you know, just as a side note, it's it's been a pleasure to get to know him and, and watch him and interact with him a little bit at our Board of Governors meetings. And and he's really, you know, in person, I've found him to be uh, every bit as, as charming and charismatic as as he, you, you would think he is from watching him on TV. You know, that's an interesting mix, Greg, because on the one hand, like you said, you use the word warrior. He is. I mean, he's... The, uh, I imagine the most mentally tough uh, athlete that anybody has ever known, and you put mix that with the best physical tools, it just isn't fair anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. at that point. But 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 I wanted to ask you about: Have you seen those characteristics in others, in other walks of life? Uh, is that necessary in order to be greatly successful? I think it is when you look at the like the upper echelon of success in in uh you know whether it's business or um sports or other things you know i look at my dad and i I think my dad was the business equivalent of, of michael and it came at a price you know he he said many times in his later years that if he had it to do over he would have he would have directed a little more of his time and energy towards his family and the people he loved but while he was building the business, um, he was working all those hours and demonstrated very similar um, attributes to what I've seen in, in you know the top performing athletes. So I, I think it is kind of a you know it's it's a, a certain gift that people have and they they just latch onto it and and you know magnify it for all it's worth. Greg Miller is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Greg, this is just a, a personal curiosity question. And But w- when I was first into this business, I uh, David James uh, took me when I was covering a jazz game over to where the old media seats used to be right there on the floor. And it was the first time I'd ever been that close to an NBA game. And it struck me in my head like, wow, this is a different world down here. You, you can hear what's going on and you can hear what the coaches are saying and those sorts of things. And I couldn't help but notice that you're seats are, are not bad uh, here at Vivid Smart Home Arena. They're pretty good. And so this is yeah. my, my, my curiosity question. Jerry Sloan during the game, the in-game coach, in the moment, what was that like and what is that like compared to Quinn Snyder during the game and in the moment? Well, obviously they're both very intense, um, very competitive individuals. Um, I think Jerry uh Jerry's language was a lot more colorful, and uh, he was a lot more vocal with that language than Quinn is. Of course, Jerry's style was to to have a little more control over the plays the team ran. Uh, Quinn does, but I don't think it's it's as as much as controlling as Jerry's was. Um, But total focus on the game, uh, nothing got by him. They saw everything on the court, and... And Quinn is a lot the same way. Uh, Quinn, I think, is a little more, uh, to me, approachable. Um, uh, and I don't mean that detrimentally at all to Jerry because he was a, 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 just a great guy and had a, a really tender heart. Um, but you wouldn't want to interrupt him during a game. 
And, uh, you know, Quinn and I have the kind of relationship where we'll, we'll chat a little bit during the game and Quinn will share some observations with me. And, and so, um, it's a, like I say, there's a little more of a personal connection with Quinn. And I think that probably has more to do with, you know, kind of where I am in life when, than, than anything else. Of course, when Jerry was, was the coach I was a lot younger and it was kind of my dad and Jerry were contemporaries where Quinn and I are a little more contemporaries I think that has something to do with it Greg I liked your comparison there between uh, Michael and your and your dad uh, so driven and obviously that word is important in your family and in your dad's story uh, driven to 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 uh, achieve uh, I'm wondering, in your relationships with various jazz players through the years, who who is the most competitive of the bunch that you've seen up close? Oh man, that that you put me on the spot, Gordon. Um, <laughs> I I wouldn't want to be disrespectful to, to any of the jazz players because they all work so hard. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna dodge your question, but I'm gonna tell you a story that came to mind when you asked it, and it was. It, I think it it just perfectly illustrates Carl Malone's work ethic. I was talking to him once, just kind of one on one. He was at my office at Jordan Commons, and um, we were just chatting. And he told me a story about how when he was playing ball and he got a rebound, it wasn't enough for him to just give the outlet pass to Stockton and beat his opponent down the court to try to get a layup. But he he wanted to be Stockton down the court as well, and and so it was just like he wanted to be the first guy down, and it was every play. And when he told me the story, he did a lot better job telling it than I just did, by the way. But it, the fact that he was willing to put that effort in every single possession gave me a, a firsthand glimpse into the, the behind the scenes kind of mindset that we don't always see on TV. And there's a lot of stories about Carl and his work ethic and what he's done. But, you know, I, I wouldn't want to overlook any of the other guys. Um, there's a lot of guys that, that just give everything to, to uh, being as prepared as they can be to help us win. It's like picking between family members, isn't it? It's hard to, yeah. Yeah, to really. Yeah, it's like yeah. asking me which one is my favorite child. <laughs> you know, I'll, Not... I'll tell you what I, the way I answer that for my daughters, I have three daughters and three sons, and I tell my daughters my favorite daughter is the last one to give me a kiss. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a good answer. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm have to remove, as, as the father of five daughters myself, I'm going to have to remember that one, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, the uh, the food drive, it's uh, driven to assist. It'll go on uh, tomorrow, April 30th through May 6th. And here's the locations where you can donate food. Uh, 22 Larry H. Miller dealerships across the state. 13 Larry H. Miller Megaplex theaters. Uh, here at Vivint Smarter Marina at the Park Place at uh, Smith's Ballpark. Uh, donations can be made between 2 and 6 every day uh, except Sunday. And uh, they're going to do those drive through locations. Am I leaving anything out, Greg? Want to make sure we get ever get the word out properly no just make sure everybody i just like to make sure everybody knows that they're welcome and we appreciate any support that anybody can give knowing that there's that everybody's feeling the stress right now jake i have one last question for greg uh-oh yeah I, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> it's this during this period of time greg uh i, I it's been a time of reflection because of it really puts priorities 
in order and it's caused me to think a lot about what's most important in life and watching what's going on, not just in our community, in our state, around the country and around the world, really. I'm wondering, uh, in your experience, what uh, how do you what how would you reflect upon what's most important uh, to you in your life? Well, it's interesting to hear you articulate the impact it's had on you. I think my experience is very similar. I know my workouts have been a lot more consistent. They've been a lot uh, higher quality uh, the last six weeks, you know, getting up in the morning and lifting a little bit and riding the bike and so on. Um, and I'm really enjoying that. Um, I'm, uh, my, I have a daughter and her husband who are they just sold a home and they won't be able to move into their new home for another week or two, so they've been staying with us for a couple of weeks. I've had them and my had four, their four kids with me and being able to have grandkids fall asleep on my lap at night. Um, just the, the personal touches seem to be a lot richer uh, during this time. And I know that, you know, once a week we'll get on a Zoom call and, and have all of my kids and their kids on the screen together. And it, it, those experiences, I, well, I, I, I'm proud to say I'd never take them for granted you know, being with my family and people I love, they they just seem so much richer right now in light of everything else that we're trying to deal with. And I think it, for me, it's just had a real um, filtering effect where I'm, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say I've reprioritized, but I've shed a lot of stuff, a, a lot of concerns that used to weigh down on me. I've just kind of thought, you know, it's not worth the brain damage. I'm only going to spend energy and emotional uh, energy on things that really matter to me, and I feel better. You know, I'm there's there's a lot of stuff uh, that you know, like the the challenges that we're all making, the adjustments we're making in the business. Those are real, and you can't ignore those, and those are weighing heavy on me. But there's a lot of stuff, uh, you know, just almost trivial stuff on a personal level um, that I've I've just kind of let go, and I feel just a, a lot. Like, my life seems simpler now, and I'm thankful for that. You're here, man. Absolutely. Best to your family. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to, to be with you, and I uh, hope to see you guys again real soon. Back at you, Greg. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Greg Miller, uh, member of the Board of Directors for Larry H. Miller Group of Companies, also on the NBA Board of Governors. That was a fun conversation. It's a great, uh, great event for the community. Event, I guess, you know, food drive for the community. They're making it easy to donate. And uh, if you donate, they'll make it worth your while as well. So really cool. Dry, uh, driven to assist any of the Larry H. Miller dealerships, uh, any of the megaplexes here at the arena, uh, over there at Smith's Ballpark as well. Plenty of easy ways to drive through and donate and hope that uh, folks will participate. The way I see that, uh, Jake, is that at different times in, uh, in our lives and the journeys that we all go on, there are times when you fall in a situation where you're in need. And this is a great way to help people uh, who uh, who need who need food, and uh, it's a great cause. It is a great cause, and uh, happy we can help the Miller family get the word out about it, and happy that we can participate as well. Gordon, go dig deep in that pantry, and let's see if we can't do some good. And as you know, uh, the food bank is uh, is a cause that's very very important uh, to my family, and uh, we certainly are going to be on board and helping over the next week with this food drive. Really cool. Yeah, indeed. 
And how about that? Is basic needs, you know, food, food, water, and shelter. I mean, that's 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 a big thing they're doing. So we're happy, uh, certainly, uh, to be a part of it. Uh, Gordon, a little breaking news there. Uh, did you see Sham Sharania's tweet where the NBA now we we'd heard uh, Vegas as the possible bubble destination for the NBA. Now they're talking about maybe down there in Florida, part of Disney World, which would make sense uh, with their uh, collaboration with ESPN and Disney. Maybe that's the place they do it. Well, it'd be nice if they could find some place to to execute this in a way that is safe for everybody involved. And what, what a nice treat that would be for everybody else. To be able to enjoy uh, these athletes, uh, these teams competing in in what is is what we can feel secure about being uh, a safe environment, man, that would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? I mean, when we get into stuff like the Michael Jordan documentary and 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 uh, a few games of horse and and things like that, imagine watching real live NBA basketball again, uh, albeit through the TV screen, but that would be pretty exciting if they could find a way to do it. Well, if it's just a matter of finding a place, Gordon, you know a guy who knows a guy who has keys to the stake center, right? I mean, we can, we can make this happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but what about the living conditions, Jake? And no NBA 3 in the stake center. We could we could paint that on. How hard would that be? We would like where, reach where's the foul everybody? line. We're like know. an electrical tape. <laughs> Don't they, they have uh, full-size basketball gyms at stake centers, right? Those aren't those uh, condensed courts. Those are legit. Where's everybody going to live? I mean, I, I, I you know, are there have... uh, there's rooms in the old ward house. You could put people up there. There's a no? bunch of empty schools around. <laughs> right. Get some cots out, huh? Cots, yeah, that's going to do it. How bad do you want to play? Huh? Yeah, right. Do you want to get that uh, the uh, five million dollar check or not? You know, <laughs> can you, you imagine that? Hey, uh, I'll have the uh, I'll have the Houston Rockets over at my house. <laughs> Be awesome. You you take the Jazz. And uh, Austin, you take uh, you take the Lakers or the Celtics over my dead body, or either of those teams. <laughs> and don't forget house. that uh, game time is at six at the Mount Olympus Steak Building, not not Mount Olympus North Steak, but Has the Mount to start Olympus with a prayer. Steak. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've got plenty well, we, of gyms well, in our community. What's the matter with us? Let's host this thing. One thing's for absolutely sure: it is that uh, the games would be no less violent. What are you are you saying that church ball can get a little physical? Is that what you're getting at? Uh, he's right. There's been more cops called to church ball games than NBA <laughs> games. And those are just the ones involving Austin. Hey! Hey! hey. Uh, but, but, but really. Austin, <laughs> but how many times seriously, have you kinda. been thro- how many times you've been thrown out of a award ball game? Twice. <laughs> what happened? A season? <laughs> Give us one story. No, no. I've shared this story a thousand times. The Reader's Digest version is that uh, we were losing to a team. We were just out there to have fun. Uh, Suddenly we were making a bit of a comeback in the final minute, and the other team called a timeout. I, in the huddle, said, hey, I got so-and-so, because I knew I could be a little annoying on defense. I knew I could get his goat, and I thought maybe we'd get a technical foul and an extra free throw. And I got his goat all right, and he took a swing at me, and that didn't sit well with me. But uh, you never, the first person doesn't get seen. It's the second person that gets seen. And someone, you know, that, that had to be broken up. And had some someone said, we're calling the cops. And I said, great, go for it. And the cops actually came. And they're like, uh, you got to go. And I was like, yeah, I, I know. But I, I just want to know that it wasn't me. I was just playing annoying defense. That's all. And this guy took a swing at me. Hmm. 
Now, I told uh, that story. Someone called in, claimed to have been on the scoreboard that day, and, and saw it the other way around. That's because they weren't watching the first action. They only saw the reaction. So. Now, let me get this straight. Now, this was in a church where you may have heard that some individual may have said once upon a time to turn the other cheek, not swing away after you've been swung. I didn't take a swing. I took no swings. Why are you accusing me of such action? I'm just assuming. Well, that's that's a that's on you. That's your dirty conscience coming through there, not mine. I took no swings. Uh-huh. There may have been a knee thrown. <laughs> and what's the matter with that? I don't see the Bible saying that's anything about that, uh, about our knee. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the, that's the I don't see that in the it's old King, not, King it, James edition. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. It's not written in Matthew somewhere that uh, if someone swings at you, thou shalt swing a knee? It's not written that it's not. Or, I mean, it's not not written. Whatever you want to <laughs> take it as. Plus, they 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 uh, they say turn the other cheek. There's also lots of stuff in the Bible that people just go, nah, never mind. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, I read, if thy right I offend thee, pluck it out. So, I don't know. <laughs> Which side of the Bible are we looking at here? Yeah, but it doesn't say anything about plucking out somebody else's eye. His hand offended. entered my eye area. My hand's never entered his eye area. Yeah. All right. Dad. Well, we go, from, we go from a good cause. We go from collecting food for those at for the Utah Food Bank, those in need, to Austin beating up people in churches. Don't you have uh, a golf cart to buy somewhere? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, real quick, <laughs> speaking of that uh, food drive, I just want to get the word out one more time. Uh, it's going on tomorrow through next Wednesday, May 6th. It's going to be at all 22 Larry H. Miller dealerships, all 13 Larry H. Miller Megaplex theaters, uh, here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, the Park Place lot across the street at Smith's Ballpark as well. Donations can be made between 2 and 6 p.m. every day, uh, with the exception of Sunday. It is drive through and uh, go donate. Uh, if you donate a minimum of eight cans of food or the equivalent value, uh, you'll get a, a thank you, whether that's a $10 coupon for an oil change uh, to uh, Megaplex Theaters. We'll provide a large tub of uh, freshly popped popcorn. Uh, Smith's Ballpark will provide a voucher for two tickets to a Salt Lake Bees game here at the arena. A $10 online credit card to Utah Jazz Team Store. So donate and you'll get a, a little something, something in return. It's a really, really cool event. Going right yeah, to what, the Utah Food Bank. What's beautiful about this is that uh, one of the things is that what you are giving uh, you're getting more in return. Not that that's important, but uh, the, obviously the the uh, emphasis here is on the giving. But you're getting too, because if you give and you give and you something or other, you always say, "If you give, you get." Uh, ESPN insider for Major League Baseball Jeff Passan is reporting, Gordon, maybe a false mm. alarm saying contrary to reports, may, my, uh, Major League Baseball has not canceled the minor league baseball season, according to a league spokesperson. Oh, good news. So maybe that was fake it. news after all. So there you go. A yeah. little update mm. on that. All right. Good. More coming up next. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Well, I mean, if you give... You give, you get, you know, and I think they give and they give and they take back and then you, you don't get. It seems to me that maybe it pretty much always means no. So don't tell me you might just let it go. And oftentimes we 
missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big show. It's time for Drops of the Day. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Gordon, we're going to something that uh, you and I have not heard yet, but Austin said is is terrific, and it's uh, less of a funny drop and more of a crazy story. Are you a, are you a uh, a Smashing Pumpkins fan, Gordon? I can see you loving the Pumpkins. Uh, a couple songs I like. For example, I don't know. I know it when I hear it. Okay. There's right. uh, there's one song in particular that I. That, that you I like. like more okay. All right. Yeah. I got it. Uh, do you believe that the Billy Corgan, uh, who we'll hear from in a second, do you think he was the what, – what show was he supposedly on, Austin? The Small Wonder? He was the kid from The Small Wonder? Oh, I didn't know that story. I don't think he is, but that was always like the rock rumor. You know what show I'm talking about, <laughs> Small, Small Wonder? The one with the no. robot girl who was their daughter who was the robot? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about? Here. I didn't know that was the name of the show, and I, I've never seen the show, but I know the show you're talking about. She, she wore like a maid's outfit, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you if you look at the the boy, like her supposedly her brother from that show looks just like Billy Corgan, or you'd think would have looked as a kid. You should check it out. Really? But anyway, Billy Corgan, Gordon, apparently he was friends with Dennis Rodman back in the day. Back in the day of, uh, of you know, the, the, uh, the Last Dance documentary and all that sort of thing. And he told a story about hanging out with Dennis during the finals here in Salt Lake that is pretty wild. I'm hanging out with the Bulls. It's the first time they're playing Utah. Um, they, and it's a very, it's a, it's a series the Bulls probably should have lost, but they didn't. It's the famous game where, uh, the famous series where Michael had the flu. And scored 36 points. I don't know if you know that game. It's like one of the most famous games. Michael legit had crazy flu and scored 36, and they won the game. And they won the series. So in between one of those games, Dennis knows some billionaire. There's a day off. We get on the billionaire's plane, and we fly to Vegas. We stay out all night gambling. And this is Dennis, like, you know, rubbing dice on people's bodies and throwing the dice so drunk they're bouncing out of the you know the craps pit and i mean just total mess and you're thinking how is this going to help us win a championship very much a fan mentality i'm thinking you know naively i'm going to kind of rein him in <laughs> so so we stay out all night we get up then we never go to bed we get we fly on the private plane back to make the morning press shoot around back in utah so we've only been in uh, we've only been in Vegas for like eight hours. So nine a.m. I'm sitting in the stands. I haven't slept at all. They do the whatever the shoot around, and Dennis walks up and says, "Let's go back. Go go back where the hotel? No, let's go back to Vegas." So after the morning shoot around, drove to the airport to fly commercial because now the billionaire's not flying him back again, and gets on a plane commercial, and is giving me because I don't want to go back to Vegas with him. And this is during the NBA, NBA Finals. So through some sort of weird, you know, how the world works, I end up somewhere. I, I don't play. I go to play miniature golf or something in Park City, Utah, where the Bulls were staying. And Phil Jackson and his family had just happened to be there on like an off day. And Phil's given me the look of death because I'm the one responsible for Dennis going to Vegas. The rock star yeah, dragged him yeah, to the party yeah. and I'm he the ruined bad guy. it. Oh, that's hilarious. And I'm thinking, you don't understand. I'm the one to tell him not to go. I want to win a championship. Did or at you least tell I won. Him? 
Now, what are you going to say to Phil Jackson? Have you ever met Phil Jackson? No. Phil Jackson's an intimidating guy. What a story. Yeah, take me back. Man, I wish I had Monson money where I could just jump on a private plane and go to Vegas. Isn't there a finals game tonight, Dennis? I don't know. Here, not, yeah, here, not in Vegas. Hit <laughs> Vegas up. Let's do it. Time for a uh, short vacation. <laughs> I don't, I, that's, that's pretty wild. To, to party like that while you're in the middle of the NBA finals. Pretty amazing. amazing. I, I don't know how the guy could play the way he did. Did you ever have a the friend in college or whatever that just didn't need sleep, apparently? Did you ever have that friend that just didn't, you know, that uh, would not even, like, party all night, but would stay up studying all night, take the test the next day, and then just, like, oh, yeah, I haven't slept in, like, four days, man. I, I well, wish that I was, was easier. that guy. That was easier to do back then. Why? I don't know. When you're, haven't you noticed? Oh, oh, you... oh, you mean back then, like when we're younger, not yeah. back then, like right. back in right. my day. I see. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I misunderstood you then. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't sure if there was like, what, was meth legal in the 60s or something? Like, <laughs> like how would it be different? I remember uh, one time when I was in college, uh, stayed up all night studying for exams like that. And went and took two finals right after that consecutively, and I, it was I thought nothing of it. If I did that now, I'd probably end up asleep for the next week. Yeah. All right, coming up, Gordon. We have the uh, not sports report, as they say. We'll get to it a little later than usual, but we had a partner profile at four fifty. So make sure and stay tuned for that. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the zone. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, I was sitting, waiting, wishing you believed in superstitions. Then maybe you'd see the signs. Lord knows that this world is cruel and I ain't the Lord, no, I'm just a fool and I love somebody don't make them love you. Must I always be waiting, waiting on you? Must I always be playing, playing your Big fool? Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, today we're going multiple places because I have four for the price of one in my Not Sports Report today. Okay. The first one is this. Did you know that today is National Zipper Day? No. Why does the zipper need a holiday? Well, I don't know why. I can't answer that. But I will tell you that uh, it is why today. It's because April 29th was the day that the patent was issued for the zipper. That's a pretty uh, lucrative invention there for whoever got that patent. Well, imagine what life would be like without a zipper. Velcro would be more of a thing? If you had to button everything up? Well, what about Velcro, like I just said? Well, Velcro, yeah. What about magnets? (laughs) I think that might be a little cumbersome. How? Magnets are tiny. In fact, why aren't magnet pants a thing? (laughs) I I can't tell you that either. That feels like it should be a thing. 
You, you Magnets close all- a little quick sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to injure myself magneting up too quick. Like a like like you know, but sometimes magnets just snap together without you realizing they're about to. True. Well, I'm not talking about like a like a electromagnetic thing, like like a giant magnet, just little magnets. I see. I, actually, magnets don't really they don't close up together. You need to have a piece of metal with a magnet, right? Because magnets will repel one another. No, you got one north and one south. They they go right together. Yeah. All right. Jake, uh, you mentioned that a reporter was giving a report, and in the back of his shot, uh, there was something that was less than expected. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm I'm trying to go over the physics in my brain. Uh, Reporter, wait, say that again. You 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 mentioned a story about a reporter who was giving a report and he and there was something less than expected walking behind him. I didn't mention that. The... Austin, am I making that up? It wasn't on air. I, I didn't mention anything. I just, what 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 was what could possibly be walking behind the reporter? Jake. What? I knew nothing about this story until you told me. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't there a naked person walking behind him? Gordon! Jeez. <sighs> this is a family show. Leave always comes to that. naked. Just, uh, no, it, no, it wasn't. Not, it I it didn't even know about back. it. Jake was the one that told me, and now he's uh, playing I mean, I've up. seen my fair share of naked men. I don't uh, need to see any more. Gordon, so uh, uh, what? Uh, there was a naked gal that walked behind this reporter then? That's what you told me. Was it what I told you? Yes. What do you mean? What are you talking about? You don't have a story here? No, I've I've got many others, but you mentioned that to me, so I thought I'd throw it in there. But I know none of the details because you were the one who told me. Uh, No, I don't don't remember doing that. All right. Uh, In Kansas City, they have come up with an answer uh, for the problem that has arisen there because of the social distancing with school graduations uh they have found a solution it is to have their school graduations held at drive-in theaters so you you do it like you're in your car still yes you remain in your car and i guess you drive up and get your degree Oh, they're not going to have you drive up and get your degree. Come on. <laughs> How else? Come on. Doing? You're not. You, <laughs> you sit in your car for the program, and then maybe you throw your hat out the window or something. You're not You're not driving up to get your diploma. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. That's ridiculous. Perfect. You thought that? You thought that you're driving? What if you had a, dry, a no, giant truck? It's not that easy to like maneuver. No, you have a guy with a stack of diplomas, and people just drive up in their car and they hand it to him. And not. before you do that, you have a, you have a speech given from the front of the the drive-in facility, and people just stay in their cars and they hang that that speaker in their window. So that everyone can remain safe. So well, what get... stops me from driving through and going, I'm uh, Steve Jones, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's a Steve Jones. Here's your diploma. <laughs> well, it's not actually a diploma, even in the normal ceremony. And by the way, if there was a graduating class of like 500, you're trying to tell me that they would coordinate 500 cars driving to the front to get the, the diploma? Boom. What if there was Brain a, surgeon. A, what if there was a fender bender? Oh, we got to stack up on aisle three. Uh, we're we're going to be about uh, 10 to 20. Let's go to Chopper Dan. 
Dan, can you give us further info on that pileup? Yes, yeah, it's crowded over in uh, communication, communications. Uh, <laughs> I think it would work. Now, back in the day, you know, I had a different kind of matriculation at a drive-in once, but I won't get into that. Uh, and then there's I this. know for a fact that that's not true. No, it's not true. Uh, but I, I thought it was funny. Uh, but this you told Kansas, us yesterday that that this, never happened. This Kansas City uh, public schools, it was Kansas City, Kansas, not Kansas City, Missouri. Let's make that distinction. Oh, so the fake one. And then there's finally this. A Colorado man, let me preface this by saying, Austin, this man has the kind of luck you should have. Right? Because your luck is all bad. Yes. This man, believe it or not, he won a $1 million lottery twice on the same day. I hate him. I figured you would. He better be a golden person. He had two winning tickets? Yep. Wow. He won, he won it twice. That's amazing. Uh, that that kind of luck, you just don't hear about that often. Yeah, that sounds like cheating to me. Now, is it one of those ones where you have to have the right number? Did he have two tickets with the same number? I don't know. I didn't read every detail of it. He just won the freaking lottery jackpot. Because that would make it more twice. likely to happen, right? If the guy just had a duplication right. of tickets and the ticket happened to win, as opposed to two individual separate lottery tickets that both won. I mean, the the chances of the former would be way more than the latter, right? I saw this it, on an episode of Monk. There's a way to cheat this, you know. <laughs> Probably is. Austin, if, uh, if you had a face-to-face meeting with he who hands out all good luck and said to you, Scotty I will, G? I, <laughs> I will grant you the good fortune of winning the lottery twice in the same day for a million dollars, uh, how how you know how far would you be willing to go for that kind of luck? Well, if it's day? if it's who we're think if we're thinking of the same person or being that hands out all good luck, I'm not sure he's going to ask me to do anything nefarious. So I'll say I'll do whatever you'd like, sir. Let or me ma'am. let me ask what you if this. It, what, but what if the requirement would be, "Thou shalt never tell a lie"? Well, that's easier for me than. <laughs> you. Good Just point. Good That's point. a joke. It's a joke. Let me ask you this, Austin. No, no, no. It, I want the answer. I would. I would absolutely accept. You would never lie. Not a single for time for two in your million dollars. Life. Yeah, not once. You think he could do it, Jake? I don't know why not. Austin seems like a pretty honest person. There's a difference between being pretty honest and never telling a lie. I don't think he could do it. Was, well, you'd have to if, if what do in I this scenario. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's like the movie Liar, Liar. Anytime somebody comes up to you and says, hey, do I look fat in these pants or something yep. along those lines? Counting my dollars. <laughs> 500,000, 500,000, one, 500,000. Now, now, Austin, let me ask you this one. If it meant changing your luck, not not guaranteed $2 million, but just that you didn't have the worst luck on the planet anymore. You, you, you were a lucky person instead of an unlucky person. Right. Would you harvest, roast, and eat your own foot? <laughs> Choice of foot is mine? Yeah. Like left or right? Left or right. Harvest is the hard part. That is the hard part. Do I get choice of how I harvest it? Sure. Then yes. So I can no, be I can be uh, 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 under, under at least local anesthesia. 
Yeah, you can dip your foot. I can't be in, under anesthesia. I've got to be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, you, you could dip your foot in dry ice and then hit it with a hammer or something, but you got to. But that would make <laughs> it, that would make it hard to roast and eat. I think you mean like nitroglycerin <laughs> and smash it with a hammer. You're right. Austin, tell me you wouldn't do that. For a million dollars. No, for yes. just good luck. You, oh, you would, you would never be a have lucky an... person as opposed to an unlucky person. I got person. two feet. I can get around with one. That'd be fine by me. Yeah, you could have one of those little rolling things. The sure, right? He could have starred in uh, in my left foot. Mm. Hmm. How old's that movie? Too, too old. I never really. What? Saw it. What? How old? Like what year are we talking? Ninety one. Oh, I was thinking significantly older than oh, that. Maybe. Here, who's got the Google machine? Am I what's, thinking of the wrong movie? What? The, what's that movie called? Was it Daniel Day Lewis in it? My left foot. My left. Foot. Yeah, it was Daniel. Nineteen eighty nine. Nice, dang close, man. I was. I thought that movie Movie's was way on older. Thursday, seven p.m. Catch it. All right. And then uh, la- lastly, there's this. More? Uh, did, you, did you see that there was a, there was an official UFO sighting? Well, uh, Premier yes, Trump released uh, pictures, right? Did he? Yeah, I thought so. And it was kind of like no big deal. The video was originally <laughs> owned by a company that was owned by Blink One Eighty Two frontman Tom DeLonge. Wow, how about that? And the CIA finally said, fine, we'll just release it. That's got to be true. Well, are you convinced, Gordon? Uh, maybe that's a way for you to get out of your house a little bit, uh, contact the aliens and have them drop by and pick you up. I think they're out there. I do. They're out there. And does this confirm your suspicions? No, no, no. I didn't see it. I just heard of it. But but I, I think they're out there. There's and, mo- uh, yeah. You didn't see the pictures they released. There's better there all definition over. in the in the original uh, Bigfoot <laughs> hoax video than this. This was literally a fuzzy black shadow yeah, on a DOS screen. It could have been which a fly is, that wh- landed on the camera. Okay, so which is more likely that there are UFOs out there from unknown worlds or Bigfoot? Bigfoot. Well, there's all sorts of species on the planet that we haven't discovered yet. So I'm going to go with Bigfoot. Really? Oh, Perhaps he has with... gills and lives in the depths. Yeah, I go with the UFO. Why? Because I don't think there's Bigfoot, but I do think there's life out there somewhere. That's not a reason. I don't think there's Bigfoot. I don't think there's either. <laughs> why oh, would come you on, pick, live a little. Why well, would you pick is... one over the other? <laughs> which is more believable? Which is more believable, that, that Gordon shacked up with Juice Newton or that there's a Bigfoot? <laughs> I Big didn't shack. Hold on. Juice Newton taught me how to play polo. I didn't shack in her up condominium her. that you shared. I did. I did spend the evening in her condominium, but not with Juice, with mm-hmm. my wife. <laughs> so yes, Bigfoot is more likely yeah. than that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, we've done enough damage here. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. More Big Show next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone, finishing up on a Wednesday. And what what was a crazy busy day today, Gordon Locke, Greg Miller. We had a couple partner profiles, a Mountain America Market Update. It's been a busy day. We had a big argument. We did have a big fun. argument, which which is fun, uh, especially when I'm right. It, it just feels so much better. But you and Locke couldn't come along and uh, couldn't follow me and don't uh, 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 uphold the same ideals I do. And that's a you problem. So I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> 
Isn't that the way most people who have a certain point of view view them where they are and everybody else is wrong? The The problem happens here, Jake. If you find yourself doing that on a regular basis, maybe at some point you might want to look at yourself in the mirror and say, maybe you're the one who's wrong. I don't do that. I don't talk to myself in the mirror. <laughs> I know. I know. I figured you fit. Not since those category. pills kicked in, huh? Yeah. I know. I just shave. <laughs> yeah, the medication has been quite effective. Yeah, I, we we yeah, we lead a segment where we have uh, sort of Naz come on the show, and she can tell us the right way to think, because she probably has a long list of uh, instances where you, you Jake Scott. We're in error. Well, I'm lucky because she has no desire whatsoever to come on the air. So <laughs> she uh, shares that with uh, with Austin's wife and my wife. Huh? Thought you told me Lisa wanted to do a show. No. Oh, you wanted her to do a show. Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, that, that was probably the way it worked. But uh, I don't. I tried to get her to come on a show yesterday, and failed miserably. And she she wouldn't do it. Well, maybe one of these days. Although I. I do not see my wife coming on the show anytime soon. She's pretty she's pretty opposed to that. But she worked in radio on the other side of it. She was, you know, she didn't need that that part of it. Yeah. Well, I I'm sure she has a long list, maybe a list even longer than mine of instances where you thought you were right, but uh-uh. See, Austin wrong. Austin would get a a real kick out of talking to my wife about music cuz she works in music radio about the maybe a little later than Austin's wheelhouse musically, but well all these famous bands will pop up and she'd be like, "Yeah, I met them. Yeah, I met them. <laughs> Picked them up from the airport, met them." You know, and it's it's like, "Wow, if if this were my genre of music, I'm sure I would be appreciating this more." <laughs> all right. I'll listen to your wife read the the uh, phone book. She's an entertaining person. She is entertaining. Uh, I appreciate that, Austin. I don't know if I'd let her or, uh, like re- her reading the phone book, but we gotta find the phone I, book, though. Yeah, huh? that's true. I can almost hear her saying, "Do I amuse you? <laughs> are you are you entertained? You calling calling my wife a clown, Gordon? No. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> is that what you're you're in the middle of doing right now? No, not at all. Funny how? Like I amuse you? <laughs> like a clown? All right, coming up, uh, we'll get to, uh, we'll have another big show for you coming tomorrow. (laughs) So just stay tuned for that. With any luck. Until then, Gordon. uh, Stay tuned. It's right around the corner. Enjoy enjoy your evening, will you? Are you not entertained? Talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.